Uh, I'm leaving this in. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Thank you very much indeed once again for joining me on the Coaching Life podcast. You know, my intention for this podcast is to give our listeners a very real life peek into the lives of coaches and indeed some clients, but yeah, particularly coaches at all stages and phases of their coaching careers. So this podcast is all about showing what's real. So in the interest of being real and transparent, let me tell you, today's guest is someone who actually I didn't take to very much initially. I <laughs> I watched a few videos of him and sort of heard him being interviewed and stuff. And well, I'll put this kindly, shall I just say that he wasn't somebody I felt any kind of a affiliation with, perhaps. Um, and and we've, we've spoke about this a few times. And... You know, through being willing, being open over the last year or so, I guess, we've got to know each other a little bit more. And this wonderful, honest friendship has flourished out of that exploration. I really value his friendship, actually. He's someone I chat with and share with, someone I know I can bitch with occasionally. So, yeah, spoiler alert, I do bitch occasionally. I'm human too. And what I love about my guest today is he knows not to take me or indeed himself very seriously at all. And that's not to say he's not sincere. He is probably one of the most sincere people I've ever met. Um, And actually, that's what seems to polarize some people because he is true to his own preferences. He's not afraid to express his opinions whilst at the same time, knowing and being willing to share and explore just how made up all of those opinions are. He's been a teacher and I know he cares very deeply about the teaching profession and the future we're all creating for our children. He's been the CEO of a small public limited company and is now a coach and well, I'm going to call him a leadership facilitator, perhaps. I don't think any labels will do this guy any justice anyway, so we'll come to that. And he's been up to some wonderful stuff lately um, with coaches and leaders and is now on a mission that just might change the world. I mean, that sounds cliche, but it, it just, yeah, it really could. Um, but I'm going to leave him to share that with you. Always love speaking to him. I'm sure you're going to love this one too. So a very warm welcome today, uh, my buddy, Mr. Dave Kibbe. Hello. Hi, Bill. Hello. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Thank you. You've had a wonderful journey just even this year. But let's start yeah. a little bit further back from that, if you can concisely... <laughs> <laughs> tell us what got you 
um, yeah, out of teaching through that corporate career and and mm. and through coaching to perhaps the start of this year. Yeah, cool. Um, <clears throat> I had I, well, I tell you what got me into teaching. Actually, I had no idea what I wanted to do at all. Um, yeah, I, I I always really admired people who had like a vocation or a thing or something. I loved music. Um, uh, I was a trumpeter, but I wasn't like a top flight trumpeter. I was a, I was all right, but I wasn't a top flight trumpeter. So there was never going to be a professional career, which is something I'd fantasized about a lot as a kid, you know. Um, but that wasn't going to happen, and I I didn't know what I wanted to do really. <clears throat> so I stumbled into into teaching, if I'm honest about it. Um, it was just just something that was that was an option to do. Um, but most things that I do, I think I do with a pretty full heart and a fair amount of humour. And I I really I fell in love with it. I just I just did. I was I had a couple of really fluky lucky breaks that that took me out of the strangest first school that I taught in, which was a little private school in Suffolk actually, um, and and some lovely colleagues and learned some great stuff. But then I somehow I completely landed this this gorgeous job in a school in Watford surrounded by by people who were so kind to me and, and tolerant of my um, <laughs> of my way of being they were just they were just wonderful for me and 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 helped me to, to, to realise some stuff I was quite good at and I don't think I'd ever realised that before as much as I can appear to have more front than Brighton and the rest of the peers put together I reckon <laughs> I don't think I'd ever really sort of gone oh there is some stuff I'm quite good at and and in, in a in a in a calmer perhaps more mature way let's go for that so these people really helped me with that <clears throat> and I had a, a a lovely like a nine-year teaching career and and it was just wonderful did loads of cool things with um, like I see lots of the kids that I taught now in the national news doing loads of wonderful stuff it was just brilliant loved it and then i remember sitting in the staff room one day uh and just looking around and i just kind of noticing the guys who were 10 years older than me and thinking it just occurred to me like like oh i wonder which one i'll become and like <laughs> and loads of them were my friends right so this sounds terrible but i looked and i went ah <laughs> i was completely spooked i didn't it just didn't didn't work for me at all it was like well that's interesting i wonder why that is and 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 coincidentally at the time i was becoming involved in lots of things uh, like like in the broader educational environment particularly in the business aspect of the school fundraising and um and and just gradually i felt i fell in love with with like business and in those days so this is back in the what the late 1990s there was still money for for sending you on courses and stuff so i managed to to kind of wangle my way onto onto a course um with with placements in businesses looking at uh leadership and culture just really fascinated by what makes organizations tick in as much as nowadays i'm fascinated by i guess what makes us all tick what what makes people tick but i love organizational culture and leadership and stuff like that i don't know where that came from actually that interest i just i can't remember it not being there anyway so um so I went on this on this placement and I ended up at Cabri Schweppes in whose headquarters were in Watford in the late nineties. And um I just like had the best two weeks ever. It was awesome. They they just understood culture. 
and people and nurturing. And I spent two weeks with their HR team and some of their marketers and advertisers and people. And it, it was just brilliant. They let me sit in on their annual global HR meeting and let me speak and stuff. It was just awesome, amazing. And I just decided I wanted to go into business. But I had no, no qualifications, nothing, none of the traditional stuff you're supposed to have, right, to get into it. So I just, I suppose I did the first thing that occurred to me, which was ask people I knew whether there was an opportunity. And I was lucky that through a family connection, there, there was a sort of relationship I could lean on a bit, you know. Sometimes you need that leg up. And they said, well, it's all very well, but what on earth do you know about our business and whatever? And I'm like, well, I don't really. Um, but I've had some management training and I know you're growing. And, and I just think sometimes I can look at the world in a way that might be useful for you. So after a bit of toing and froing, to cut, um, I was going to say to cut a long story short, but I haven't made it that short. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. So to cut a long story long, less long. Um, what, I, what I agreed with them is like to give up a half term and I'd go and work there and they could give me a project and I'd write them a paper on it. And they were kind of interested in that because they hadn't had anybody say that to them and whatever. So so we did and, and I did. And what I thought would take five days took three days and I wrote the paper and I sat down with the owner and went through it and he was like, these are cool observations and a lot of it is stuff that we, we know we need to face but we're scared of facing it. So he was like really open about it. And I said, well, would you think about hiring me to help? And so they went away and, and, and eventually they offered me a job, which was really, really cool. So I left teaching in 1999. And before you push record, I was saying that one of the glorious things about teaching is like you kind of feel that you're the most important person and you're the least important person in, in one go. Because lots of people said to me, you know, oh, won't you really miss the kids and whatever. And of course, to a degree, I, I did. But I knew that the moment I left the room, there'd be somebody, you know, better in the wings, like a new generation. There's a real natural flow to it. And I loved that. It was a real release. And I used to say that to people. There's a release in, in that that allows you to, to, to play full out, knowing full well that you'll, you'll be forgotten in, in a heartbeat. Uh, and some people didn't take that very, very well. <laughs> they were like, oh, no, no, you won't be forgotten, blah, blah, blah. But you, you are, the practical realities, and you see it particularly with the kids. They kind of, they have fond memories, but they're on to the next thing, on to the next thing. It's wonderful. So I went into, into business. I started my job in 1999 on the 11th of August. And by 11 o'clock in the morning, in my first morning, I hated it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like properly, <laughs> oh my God, this is the worst thing I've ever done. I'm an idiot. Uh, culturally, it was like so different from what I was used to. I was working in the manufacturing bit. I know nothing about manufacturing and it was just the people didn't know why I was there. They weren't very keen on that. I must have just looked like some bod with a clipboard. It had everything. Right? <laughs> this is true. So I get my new little Nokia mobile phone that I've been given on, on, on my first morning. And I went into the toilets and I locked myself in the loo. You know, I'm 33 at this point. I locked myself in the loo and I phoned my dad, who was uh, still alive then. And, and he's like, I thought you were at work. I said, I am. I'm in the toilet. I hate it. I don't know what to do. This is horrible. I think I've made a terrible mistake. And uh, my dad was often, you know, not one for lots and lots of words, bless him. 
but but his advice actually was incredibly helpful although it didn't seem so at the time and he went where's your problem saw it out and hung up (laughs) (laughs) so there i am you know this this wannabe businessman in the toilet uh hiding from my <laughs> it's just it's worst thing ever um so anyway this sounds really really ridiculous or or just phenomenally arrogant i'm not sure which probably all of it but it occurred to me as i walked out the loo you know how i would really enjoy this is if i ran the company that would be cool I, i'd like that and um and so that became my mission really was to lead the company um and the the thing that I really noticed was that when people were going about their business, even though I didn't know that the market of the products and whatever, I could just see by looking at stuff that people were missing opportunities to add value to each other, to add value to customers, to really get close to clients. It was the people aspect. And, and I just set about gently and sometimes not so gently getting to know the people I've got a pretty good eye for systems and logic, whether things make sense. And I just gently worked through the company like that, like that, like that, like that, sorting things out. The other thing that also massively helped me was that the company had just had its most successful year yet. And to me, there was a major problem coming and no one seemed to be addressing it. And it was to do with the change in the market. So the little bit I picked up about the market, it just looked, it looked scary to me. And they were all like, oh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> what would you know one of the one of the senior team the guy in sales used to call me the teacher in meetings you know as a sort of like like a put down technique and so he was like oh no you won't know anything whatever and i said well i i just think this is a problem and i think if you don't look at it, it could cause us some difficulties and anyway it did the, the company had a really really crap year the following year and so people got really curious about how someone with no background no knowledge uh nothing could predict this and and so luckily for me they thought it was something special that i had you know it's like it's right. funny how that happens isn't it yeah. Oh, yeah yeah and then it's like it's like you know actually like like my kids could have seen it because they just didn't have the thinking of everybody else that was yeah. blinding them that's all so um so yeah it just carried on from there uh i worked through the company and i became ceo i think about four and a half years after i started um and that's when i started to learn uh because I remember closing the door on the, f- there was like a lunchtime meeting where, where the owner who stayed owning it but stepped down and I I stepped in and I went back up to my office at the end of it and everybody had, shook my hand and all that kind of stuff and I closed the door and I suddenly realised I had no idea what to do. There was no manual, like, and I've talked to so many leaders since who've had that experience. It's like you get there and you suddenly think, oh my goodness, I've got to run this thing. But, you know, what do I do? So I guess the journey started there, really. So I did that for how long? I don't know, further five or six years. Opened an office in the Far East and everything. And and all I ever did was do what occurred to me to do next. That was it. That was I, I didn't have all the training and whatever. I started an MBA. And I did five modules and just just binned it. It was like this isn't relevant to my world. Uh, so that every it was like every time I tried to do what conventionally people told you to do, it just didn't gel for me at all. It was so, like do what's next. Do what's next. 
So, so what, what or how or when did it occur to you to leave all of that behind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was a re- it was a really interesting sequence of events, though. So, um, so while I was sort of picking this up as I was going along and kind of making it up as I was going along, the one thing that did occur to me to do was to have somebody to bounce ideas off. But I didn't really know about coaching as a as a profession. I mean, I was a musician, so I had music lessons, so I knew about teaching and training and coaching in that sense, but not about like like our world of of coaching so um there was a guy who was at the accountants we were using who had gotten really well with and was bright and so i hired him just to to meet you know once a fortnight and chat about stuff that that was it and um there was a whole load of things that started to coincide um at, at the time and there was also some issues within the business where I, you know, I'd got, I'd got to the top, but there was no prospect of ownership. So I was kind of capped at that. And there were a few promises that had been made about things that the organization would sort out that hadn't been sorted out. So there was, there was like, there was a, a whole multitude of things that were of momentum, I think yeah. that were building forward. And, um, so I was sitting with, I was sitting with my coach oh, and I I'd sort of stumbled across personal development by this point. This is like 2008 because um, the markets had crashed and whatever. And we used to do a lot of trading in currency, whatever and whatever. And so I said to my sales director at the time, look, we're going to need to get sharper at some of the stuff we do. I think it could get bumpy. So we're going to invest a bit in training and whatever. So he and I went on a course um, about cold calling and something, I think it was. And the speaker was just really, really good. It, It was better than most speakers and trainers I'd seen. And I researched him a bit and found um, NLP and so I really got into that for a while and, and you know so I discovered the world of personal development um, and yeah so I was sitting with my coach one day this must have been in in 2009 he'd, he'd been trying to, that's right he'd been trying to encourage me to write a five-year plan and I was just like oh, I can't write a five-year plan I, tr- I struggle with a five-minute plan let alone a five-year plan and um and he'd been going on at me for months to do this. And, and just that day, I don't know what was just kind of in the ether, a lot going on, I guess. I sat there and I went, do you know what? I'm done with this. And he went, oh, okay, well, you know, we can leave it. Don't worry about it, whatever. You know, we'll get some lunch. I went, no, 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 no. I'm done with this. And he kind of stopped and looked at me. I said, um, yeah, we're going to have some lunch. I just need to write my resignation. <laughs> 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 I know it sounds crazy, but he just kind of looked at me and, you know, because I got a fairly dry sense of humor. And he went, he went, you're not kidding, are you? I went, no. I said, and I've just realized why I can't write a five-year plan. And he said, why is that? I said, I don't want to be here in five years. <laughs> so I can't write it It's because it's nothing to do with me now. Mm. Um, and so I sat at the computer and I wrote to the owners there and then, you know, heaven knows what I actually wrote you know thank you very much for all your support whatever but I've decided to resign have a great day now I'm off for lunch Send. <laughs> I, bet, I bet it was something like as blunt as that naivety is so great for bluntness it's hilarious and um, and he said well what are you going to do and I said well I don't know but but I, what I really love um, is is helping people <laughs> just sounds twee doesn't it helping people just have a nicer life 
you know, I, I was into my sort of NLP and change work by then and, and doing a bit of coaching and whatever. But, you know, I just really enjoyed it. That felt like it had real meaning for me. And it felt it sort of connected with what I've been doing when I was teaching. Like the business stuff was fun. Mm. And it, it was like a big like a big game to play. But like, I didn't really give a shit whether we sold more spoons or not, in honesty. I didn't really care. Well, you know what, Dave? I think that's one of the most wonderful things that we can do. Um, you remind me of a conversation I had with one of my favorite bartenders in one of my favorite places in the world in Greece. And um, just chatting to him about why he does what he does and he says well he's there to help people have a great time mm. to enjoy life i think wow does it get any better than that yes yeah, it's just so true yeah you know and and looking back and of course we can make stuff up looking back can't we but i can remember there were so many things that that, that, that that i was really curious about they just fascinated me it was like how you could have this really experienced group of people in a boardroom and have no good ideas. And then conversely, how you could walk into the warehouse with these lads who, you know, um, uh, had, had, you know, come out of school, didn't have many qualifications, whatever. And, and they'd ask you a question and you think, God, that's the best question I've been asked in months. It's brilliant. Or they or they tell you about the sales pattern of a product and say, I've noticed customer XYZ used to buy this. But they're not buying that anymore. And you're like, well, I'm not picking that up from any of my sales reporting. Like, it, it, it just, there was so much stuff that just didn't make sense to me at all. It just, and, and so that human element, that, that people aspect just, just absorbed me. It consumed me. I didn't ask for it. It just, it came and got me literally. And, and encapsulated my my like curiosity and my fascination and i'm pretty compulsive so if i get into something i get into it yeah i know yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> so so just tell us then what happened then you know leaving that company and we started having a few conversations at the start of this year um and i'd love for you to share in as, as much detail as you like what sort of happened for you this year but what got you yeah. to this from between leaving that company and getting to the, to the start of this year what what happened then um i guess it's a tale of of of, of like uppy downingness you know of, of like investing in some training um getting very much into the personal development world and the how-to world and and like some of the online world and 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 some of the the characters in the in in the personal development industry in the UK and whatever and like a bit of a messy mishmash for for a lot of years and also keeping some sort of pure business consulting going as well kind of relying on my um you know relying on my little bit of pedigree of of having run a successful sort of 9 million quid company there, there's a market for like just purely helping people who want to do that there seem to be various breakpoints in growth and one of them seems to be for companies to get through the six million barrier to seven eight nine and then there's another break to get through 10 to 12 and stuff like that and i did some consulting for other bigger companies as well because because see that shocked the life out of me the first consulting job i did when i got out of my uh employment was for a company that was 60 million and i was terrified because i just assumed that all the problems would be different or whatever whatever and of course i walk in there and all the problems are the bloody same 
just with another zero on the end. Right. And of course, they're all people issues. That's all they really are. So there was loads of loads of learning like that. But from a performance business wise point of view, very up and down, like from from bugger all for months to some quite nice lucrative bits of but no consistency at all mm. at all and and i that's probably the best way of summing up right the way up until probably this year in fairness mm. and then um and loads and loads of of of, of, of like personal stuff as well of, of changes and uncertainty and 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 feeling <laughs> almost enlightened one minute and like like dreadful the next and all of that just a huge swathe of uppy downiness of, of, of mess I think is nothing compared to the mess that many people go through but but in my own way messy very messy well it sounds familiar to me as well and I'm sure it sounds, <laughs> yeah. sounds yeah. familiar to many of us yeah <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely and and you know you do try and console yourself that 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 with compared to what many people are going through it's nothing but when it's your little world it's your little world and it's special to you and it matters so there was that as well and then at the start of this year it I, I don't know it was just like it felt like the wheels were coming off completely I, I just I was so despondent and I think we started talking yeah so it's your fault <laughs> <laughs> just before you reached rock bottom yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> but i was you know i was really really despondent this year and it was like and i and i felt guilty as much as anything i think that was the worst thing it was like blimey i gave up all of that and people have supported me and i'm nowhere like like properly nowhere and i spent all this time and all this money and and I felt like I was pretending a bit as well, like, you know, in some of the stuff I was posting online and whatever. And it was just, I don't know, it just wasn't, it wasn't comfortable at all. And, and, and by the spring, by the early spring, um, I think I was quite down about it, actually, really quite down about it. And, um, and then it, it just occurred to me that I needed to take a break. Um, and from a business point of view, I'd, I'd sort of reached a point where I didn't give a shit anymore, if I'm honest. It was just like, well, what, whatever I'm trying to do isn't working. So it doesn't really matter if I stop because I'm not getting any success. Because I see that a lot for people, like the idea of yeah, it occurs to you to take a break and you, you're compelled to try and keep action going. But when, you, when I looked at the results I was getting, I wasn't. So it's just like, oh, well, I'm going to take a proper break. And... Um, I don't know, it just occurred to me to take 12 weeks out and to, to really properly rest, not obsessed by reading stuff to try and develop my understanding of anything, or just, just rest and go to the gym and swim and, um, and whatever. And, um, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll just do that. I don't know what else to do, really. Um, so I did. That's, that's pretty much all I did for about... 12 months and there was a little group program I joined which was which was quite fun um, I wonder ask you really about that time since we're right in there yeah I do was it a fuck it I give up or was it a fuck it let's stop trying to manufacture it into something and see what see what happens no I think um, 
No, I don't think it was the latter. Uh, I don't want it was. Uh, I don't want even when it was. Fuck it, I give up. There was a almost like. Um, it was almost like I don't know what else to do. I'm. I'm I felt like the barrel was running dry. Mm. It was more of that. It was just why well, I don't. I don't know what to do now. I'm stuck. I'm genuinely stuck. I've got no clue now. Like what I thought I knew doesn't seem to be helping. I don't seem to have picked up anything. It was that. It was horrible. <clears throat> I just didn't know what to do at all. So it was. And I suppose out of that energy came. Oh fuck it then. <clears throat> Whatever. Um, whatever I thought I knew doesn't seem to work in this context so I just leave it and I just set about yeah having <laughs> having my time out um, <clears throat> somehow we seemed to have enough enough cash to meet the bills and stuff which helped and because uh, that had worried me a lot without a doubt and um, yeah I think I think I think often we get signs like take a break or whatever and it's really interesting working with leaders I work with now that the intuition's clearly there but the intellect says no and and half of that is is having that I don't know whether it's trust or presence or whatever it is to to go with that intuition and follow it but I I did not because at that point I really believed in intuition it was more like I don't know what else to do so Arse it, I might as well do that then. So that, yeah, I just did. I took took about 12 weeks out and, and I don't know, I suppose recuperated, bizarrely, is the word that came to my mind. Yeah. That's what it felt like. It felt like lots of, it felt like spring cleaning, actually. That's what it felt like. And I did lots of clearing of stuff around the home and whatever and got rid of a load of stuff that I've been compulsively listening to trying to build myself up and all that kind of rubbish and and but, you know we get drawn into but Dave weren't you concerned what people might think about you and your and your business <laughs> 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 and of course I know I know that I don't know whether there's actually true that you were concerned or not but um I, I asked that question because I know and, and some people listening to this might have seen you were very honest about that time I, I was yeah I was actually it 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 really hit me I, I put a post in one of the Facebook groups that we're both in um, it really hit, hit me to, to be really honest about it and I think some of that is just because there does seem to be, be this huge um, online mask I suppose is the best way of describing it of how we're supposed to pretend that life is wonderful and 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 you just you just look at it and you think i i bet it isn't like that for someone and that felt to me like part of the um part of the spring clean was to was just was to just just be really i think i've always been pretty honest actually and 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 i thought it was really kind that you said sincere but i always felt i've been really sincere about stuff people don't always like necessarily what i'm sincere about or the way i'm sincere but it's always felt real for me and so it felt real for me to share that that i was really struggling and that that might be useful for somebody else who was surrounded by this bizarre 
uh, industry of veneer where 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 everybody's posting their pictures of the latest conquest and triumph like like they're trying to bolster an image continually and I, and I know that marketing and advertising does that it just strikes me as being really odd in the in our industry and in the people helping industry to base your yourself on on fiction and and so i i yeah maybe maybe you're right actually maybe that was just part of me getting lining up again with being real and and telling the truth and stopping trying to pretend um it was crap mm. and um and and people were really kind, you know. That, that, and and it, and I know it helped some people because people sent me messages and went, well, actually, that's really nice to know that someone else is is not having a great time. We we it's that shared human thing, isn't it? The me too is just yeah so yeah connected. yeah yeah. It really is. And and I think and I think what that helped <clears throat> helped me to do was was to connect a little bit more back to myself rather than perhaps to an image of myself that I'd created without realizing and then could beat myself up endlessly because I wasn't meeting my own image you know yeah so and this is where I think this is where it gets exciting as well because I what what came out of that of that time ah the the big the big one I think there's loads came out of it to be honest Phil but the, the big one was was when um I can't remember exactly, but but I remember sitting at one point, and I I did kind of relax into the time. Uh, after a while, it took a few weeks, but but I did sort of relax into the space, and I started telling people about it as well, which was nice. I started sharing what was going on for me quite openly, um, and and I had like like a, like just a, a tail end of clients. I think I just had two clients going through at that point, which were longer term things. So it was a really gentle time, and and I was sitting. I think I've been chatting to somebody. It might even have been to you. I genuinely can't remember, but but it dawned on me later on in the day. It just occurred to me how much I love coaching, and and it occurred to me in a way that it probably hadn't occurred to me for quite a long time. And it was like, and then the next thought that went through my head was, do you know what? And if nobody ever paid me to for a coaching session again, I'd do it. I I I. I want to be there for people. I want to help. Um, I want to give suggestions if people are open for that when I can. I want to listen to them. I want to help them see just what's possible for them. I love it. I, I don't. I don't care now. I literally fell 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 in love with it completely, and and got right in touch with that that experience of. Um, and I started. I think I started talking about it differently. I started referring to myself as being a professional coach. And it's interesting because I've just come off a a three-day workshop with some head teachers this week. And I can't think of the number of times that that I talked about being a professional coach and the art and the profession of coaching. Um, like, Like, and I really... When, when I say I believe in it, not in like a transient, I believe in it today, it's like I know how powerful this is. And and so that is what, that's, I think that was the goal. That's what I landed on during that, that fallow period. And and also that like, not to not be commercial about it, but it, but it really wasn't about that anymore. It was like, I recognized that I would need to make money 
I get, I got that bit, but it was like, I'm going to be coaching, doing whatever I'm doing, whether I'm trying to run something else or whatever that is going to be. That's what I believe in. That's my passion. That's what I know gets results for people. That's where true transformation is. That's the power of, 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 and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on it. That, that, that was it. And, and I think that was probably, probably the turning point. I would guess if I could pick one. You remind me of an analogy that Michael Neal uses. Although yours probably sounds kind of less focused on the developing it. You, what I'm getting from you is you had that realization and then really allowing the love you have for coaching to come through. Michael Neal talks about an analogy with like making coffee. Yeah, that's right. Make great coffee. Just yeah. make great coffee. Yeah, yeah. Of course, there's all of the packaging and all that kind of stuff you could get up in your head and concerned about but if you loved coffee if you loved you know everything about coffee you would make great coffee yeah completely and 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 i and i guess what i'd been trying to do for a long time was i'd been trying to love coaching so I'd been talking, I'd have been, I had all the symptoms of someone who was trying to love coaching. Yeah. Online profile, appearing, doing interviews, talking about it, everything that would make somebody perhaps have a perception that I was someone who loved coaching. Yeah. And another of Michael's uh, analogies, you know, have you ever tried faking having a cold? <laughs> you can't. Right, but when you've got a cold, there is no mistaking the feeling of having a cold. Now we could we could sit here, you know, during during this podcast and like fake it, couldn't we? We could sneeze at each other and like tickly throat and everything. But that isn't what it's like having a cold. That's the symptoms of having a cold. They're 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 what it looks like to have a cold from the outside in. And I think that's that's what it was for me. It was like suddenly I wasn't trying to develop the symptoms. It it came from the inside. It's like I love this. Right, I'm 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 gonna do this. There's stuff that that I can see that can really help people. And like my coaching changed, how I was with people changed. Like a cup yeah, a couple of the clients who were with me through that period, in fact one I saw last week, it was like, You've changed so much this year. This is this ridiculous. And 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 so we, we you know, we used that in one of the sessions we were talking about that. That became the thing, like what was going on, what was behind that? And we got really interested in it. So but until you, I don't know whether until you, I mean, for me personally, I, I needed to get to that realization point. It's so hard to fake symptoms. And I watch, you know, I'm not saying people don't do it commercially. I think there's some great fakes out there. And it seems to work like well, but I just can't see any longevity in it. And I wouldn't want to function like that. Mm. I, I don't I don't have to think about loving coaching or anything I'm going to say when I sit in a workshop or my belief in, in what the principles can bring in terms of transformational work, cultural work, uh, leadership development, people development. I, I, don't, I don't have to fake any of that because I know it where it matters, not in my intellect. It's beyond that. I felt it. I sat in it. It's like like, like, like jumping into this, this weird metaphor, like jumping into the jacuzzi of knowing, if you like, <laughs> but it came it just came and got me and i've been trying to do it because everybody tells you oh this is how you do it this is how you do it this is how you do it well it isn't that's how they did it 
which is all good great let's celebrate it but don't pretend that necessarily it's going to be what works for you it's just someone else's account of what they think they did all of which is massively filtered anyway out of total innocence but it doesn't mean it will work for you but that i so loved that um that falling in love process that finding my coffee thing and and being in love in your own way it's like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. how i love my wife might be totally different to how you do Oh, I've not well, met your wife. I don't. I don't have a wife for you to love, actually, Dave. Anyway, <laughs> but you, but yeah, I do know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly that that. And and I I just think it's that we could point you know as as professionals helping other professionals, we could point to that more in in a in a more helpful way. That hearing other people's stories, reading stuff, listening is great, but the the real the real joy is when you jump in and, and drive yourself isn't it you know i remember my first drive when i passed my driving test back in 84 and it was just like like everything i'd done in every lesson and the test was nothing like the first experience of the examiner getting out and me driving home on my own that's when i started to learn to drive the rest have been lessons to that point and and it's the same i think with with any and, it, and it's a weird one in coaching because coaching's got confused with this how-to world. They've like crossed over. And I don't think they really belong together, honestly. That, that's, the, that's the, yeah, it's interesting. That's how I see it sitting here with you this morning. They've, they've got confused, you know, let, let me tell you how to, you know, grow and do this, that and the other. And it's like, well, yeah, in theory, that's all great. But, <laughs> but it isn't like that, in the, you know. I, I can watching. never learn to drive a car like Lewis Hamilton because that's how he drives, you know. I was watching a video of, of, of somebody that you and I know of recently coaching somebody and he was actually telling them what to say to somebody else, like verbatim. Yeah. And it just it just didn't make sense to me because that person, that client who he you know, who was coaching there, is not necessarily going to be connected themselves with what they're saying it, it just it just doesn't make sense no it's, it, it's very it, messy it's so true and 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 but so much of the of like even out of personal development of the of the whole coaching profession as as i'm starting to see it as like most of my work is is not in the personal development it's either in education or in or or in business organizations that that's where the majority of my work is at the moment and like so some people I've been working with with this week, head teachers, had been on a coaching course last week, and they were like, well, "I don't know how I'm going to feed out back about that, because I can see now that 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 won't work. That's someone else's system, and there's a there's an easier way, and a more effective way, and a more powerful way to be with someone, like celebrating everything that you are. That's your." You know, you are your marketing. You are your sales how-to. You're it. Mm. It's you. It comes through you, and 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 you can't be someone else's. It doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. To do that. Well, I mean, I guess it, it makes sense until it until it doesn't make sense. Yeah. 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 And I, and I, I seem to pick the hard way this year. You know, like drive the car off the road metaphorically before before stopping hmm. and 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 really seeing like no it's got to be it's going to come from you that's that's 
and I can see for people that it's just you can see the innocence and the frustration that's brought into um, when people are signing up for courses and whatever because it looks like you'll get XYZ and, and you'll have what you need and it's like it's like the driving test it's like no you'll have got to the point where you're going to drive maybe you'll have got there but from then on in is when it starts yeah and and what and and here's what I couldn't see, that that I saw recently was that in many ways you could listen to the story and go okay well I started building my business this year then, and it's like no I was always building it, it's just it just wasn't going that well, <laughs> but I was always it was always an ongoing thing an ongoing thing, you know even on the days when I was just sitting worrying or whatever that was the activity I was engaged in you can't see that at the time. But if you kind of coldly look at it in your diary, you know, 9 till 11, got paranoid about my own inadequacy of my <laughs> coaching talent. That's what would appear. That's the kind of thing that would have appeared. You know, 1 till 3, got really down in the dumps and pretended I was going for a walk to feel better. And So you're all, you, you are on that journey all the time. But that, that point at which it clicks from the inside, that point of realization then I think you, you, you can move from there fairly straightforwardly. Beautiful. Yeah, so so I want to honour your time as well and, and our listeners' time. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about what you're up to now because, you know, it's culminated in in some wonderful stuff that, that, that you're doing. I'd love, love for you to share with our yeah. listeners what, what, what that is. What, what's really, what's it's now looking like? What's come out of all of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, um, so this week I've just done uh, a, a wonderful piece of work with uh, an academy trust, uh, primary schools. Uh, it's quite a big uh, academy trust in this area, in the Kent area, southeast London, Kent sort of border area. And um, and what's really interesting is that, that I, I've been referred to the director of education through a, a current client who's a head teacher, and and we went and met and. And what, what she wanted to start with is nothing like what we ended up doing because we just spent time sitting, chatting. And, and she's a coach. She's a qualified coach. She coaches other coaches. And she sat with me. And this is probably May, June of this year. So I, I was kind of through the, through the poo pit by this point. And she sat with me and she said, well, this is, this is not like any coaching I've ever had or done. And, and I went, oh, um, you know, slightly paranoid. So how are you finding it? She said, this is wonderful. I love this. Can you teach this? Uh, uh, and I thought, oh, I don't know, actually. Um, and I went, well, I reckon I could, yeah, I reckon I could have a go at it, definitely. And so we agreed on on a format of a training and, and we've had 12 heads and assistant heads this week. Um, and then I'd done some events in the past couple of years where I brought in other coaches uh, and 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 that was lovely and whatever. But I realised that there was something there was something different. There was something new that I wanted to bring to to coaching. And I was a bit reticent about it because I have been pretty critical, actually, if I'm honest, about the whole coaching coaches thing. And and you know we've had many not so subtle conversations about this. <laughs> and, and, and like oh you know, so I I knew I had a lot of judgment. I thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to walk into my own judgment quagmire. Not good. But I could really sense there was something different. And um, Emma McDevitt, bless her, from the coaching exchange, I chatted to her about it a bit, and she was really supportive and really excited about it. So so what I decided to do, because I needed coaching assistance for 
I don't the coaching assistants that's wrong I needed coaches in the room to support the event that I've just done so I ran I ran my first um three-day training for for other coaches in in how to work with leaders from the inside out like purely from the inside out so total construction in the moment pure organic work like any normal conversation is you know so not not rocking up with powerful questions wait just tee him up until he gets the powerful question the, you didn't have you didn't have 147 powerful questions lined up I, I oddly, I oddly didn't. No, no, thank heavens, because I'm not sure I could remember three, let alone 147. And so, so we ran that about three weeks ago, also as a dry run for for the work we've just done with head teachers, and it was just, it was amazing. It was lovely, um, and it felt very fresh and very different for all of us. And I, I think it opened like new possibilities. There was stuff I saw about how coaching and training were still based on models that really are, are out of date they're, 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 they're part of what I would call now you know and others call flat earth thinking they're, they're, they're not they're not out of round earth thinking at all there's something way more powerful and, and conducive about pure collaboration And but normally pure collaboration is presented as somebody at the front with the others collaborating when they're allowed to that's pure collaboration and it's like no 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 so, so this week's event with with head teachers and whatever was around collaborative peer work and and developing in that culture within schools and um, it was just incredible watching watching the these people who who were looking after children and their education um, saying things like by the end of day three that they want to make caring conversations. The, the the backbone of their culture that they want to nurture love in school as, as how they do things that they want to they want to make time to slow down they want to they want to create a culture of proper personal development involving well-being involving coaching all this right massively cool stuff came out in three days and it all came out of them all, all we really did was was facilitate the awkwardness of which the first day was inordinately awkward. Essentially, as we weaned people off the addiction of looking to the outside for the answer mm-hmm. at such a revved mental pace that it's painful. It's just painful, which I, I guess is some of what I was going through in the spring this year. So that that was wonderful and is opening all sorts of new doors because interestingly some of them even at the end of the second day had been to another event and people are like what have you lot been doing during the day what why why are you different how come how come you get on so well there's all sorts of repercussions and stories about people noticing their partners at home and what they do for them and not having seen it so just all the joy that we know about in this work so such um such a gift such fun to do beautiful just brilliant um beautiful. and and having so just so lovely having like 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 uh, I'm a bit proud but like my team in there i just that, that i like and when i mean my team i mean the team i'm part of not the team i'm at the top of the pyramid of like 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 it felt <laughs> maybe a bit naff but we, we we felt like a proper crew going in yeah. to to do this work and and just ah uh, just just wonderful so so that yeah that's developing that's really nice and that's starting in other 
other organizations as well and you know obviously looking for opportunities to do that work and and share that more and more and then some like a couple of years ago i had i had a an insight sitting on a train heading into into london one morning i was heading into london bridge to do some work and i imagined my kind of like darren brown moment i thought if you could put everybody to sleep just for a second and then you could gift them some understanding of of how we create our reality from the inside out and let them wake up again and then i had this vision that a bunch of people would kind of yawn and just carry on to the office and be a lot happier and a lot more fulfilled a bunch of people would get off the train realizing that they're in the wrong job and they really want to do something a bunch of people would phone loved ones they hadn't spoken to there was like i don't know that's just kind of how i saw it yeah and and so i was coaching um uh so so like exec coaching a couple of weeks ago with a client and she was really really stressed and they were going through a merger and she was wound up and whatever and within two hours she was just like like loving it again and engaged and whatever and it dawned on me as these things do they creep up on you that we could end organizational stress like like we really could and and I kind of waited for like the critic voice in our heads to go, no, that's rubbish. How dare you? Blah, 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 blah. And it didn't kick in. It was just like, oh my goodness, with what we know now, with how far we've come, we could do this. But we'd, we'd need time. We'd need a team. We'd need to nurture. But we, could, we can do that. It's possible to do. So I just started to talking to people about it. I reckon it would take 15 years to do it en masse. Um, and so that's like I think you talked a little bit about the vision that's where the vision came from so I'm starting cultural change projects in a couple of quite big organizations and again they've come from nowhere they've come from coaching somebody for free for a while to to doing some paid work to doing some workshops to them seeing more about the inside out nature of life to them dumping their existing very established consultants in favor of the lunatic with the red trainers and his crew (laughs) and it's just all yeah it's just like watching it i mean it's still small like i'm not you know but it's 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 like small and perfectly formed it's just wonderful and and weaning them off their habits they're like you know what are what are we going to do on the day in a month's time and i'm like i don't know we could just say and see what we're going to do on the day in a month you know and and weaning them off this addiction to always being somewhere else other than where they are it's addiction to non-presence presence to the the thing that doesn't exist yet like oh, this 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 tension gap between where we are and what we can be doing and the obsession with thinking we should be somewhere else yeah. That, uh, yeah. That. so Beautiful. so yeah those are those are some of the things that are going on uh, at the moment thank you well you have pretty much answered my final question for you but i'll give you an opportunity to, to sort of sum it up perhaps in just just a one-liner this work you're doing now i'm not even going to call it coaching but the work you're doing now yeah for what purpose do you know i answered that yesterday somebody actually it was just to change the world that's all and and it was really interesting she she saw that she felt it it's like we can so given that we can we we might as well but it's that's what it's for yeah yeah thank you dave um, i know this one's going to be um a lot of use for people and 
and I wanted to bring you on here because of because of this story and in particular what what's happened and what you've seen this year going through to really shitty times and actually <laughs> the beauty that's come out of that and then um, yeah changing the world out of that so thank you thank you for coming on being so honest and open and, and, and willing to share in the way that you have thanks Phil yeah so just finally where can people find you contact you uh, I hang out on Facebook uh, Dave Kibbe or uh, DaveKibbe.org is my new site so uh, that's uh, where the new vision is with the the 15 year countdown timer to ending organizational stress so cool. yeah okay thank you very much Dave thanks Phil well what a story Dave has it was so special to me actually to hear Dave tell that story in one go beautiful to see how it's always been coming together we've talked as he mentioned a number of times during this year but to hear his story summarized in this way it was very special and you know I admire his honesty he's not being this way simply because things now look like they're coming together um, he was honest in his community when he was right deep in the mire and of course he can now see that it was always working out and yeah that's that's my big reminder actually from talking to Dave and from his story it really is always 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 working out despite however much we might be resisting it so that's Dave Kibbe I'm sure we'll be recording an update episode sometime soon um, now that he has such beautiful clarity on his mission bringing an end to organizational stress and isn't it wonderful how he's back in love with his work so what do you think i'd love to hear from you if you haven't joined us yet in the coaching life podcast facebook group come and join us in there and um, join in the discussions about these conversations and about living a coaching life if you've enjoyed this episode it will help other coaches get to know about this podcast if you take just a minute or two to head on over to itunes and leave us an honest review it makes a huge difference and it is so appreciated so thanks again for listening take care have fun wishing you all much love and joy <laughs>